just, it doesn't matter what state I'm in, there's always something wrong with me. I do have my voice back, but condition, now I'm sick. So if I sound nasally, if I sound nasally, <laughs> sorry, that was really gross. If I sound nasally, um, that's why. It's like I can never give 100% to this. There's always going to be something wrong. I really wanted to come on here and do an episode just because there's so many things happening that are relevant only to now. And if I wait until next week, I will be relevant anymore. My success and everything about me and everything I want to talk about, nobody will give a fuck about. So just going to have to reel it in and talk about it now. Um, first things first, it has been one whole year of head empty. I am so happy. I honestly thought this was just going to be another thing that I pick up and drop off as I do with literally everything in my life. Um, cue the ADHD. But this is something that I'm really proud of just because it's the thing that I've stuck with the longest. And, you know, there's been a lot of laughs, a lot of cries, and a shit ton of embarrassment in between. But you know, from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys so much. I love each and every one of you, even the serial killers and even the lying, cheating fucks who listen to this podcast. Truly thank you. And yeah, I honestly wanted to like do a merch drop for my one year. And then I was like, girl, you have 30 followers on Instagram. <laughs> Micro influencer. Anyway, let's talk about something else because my success I can talk about it all day but you know who's not successful right now Adam Levine I really needed to talk about this before this is not relevant anymore and I already feel irrelevant for bringing this up but it's not because he is a fucking fool reading through all of his leaked DMs is embarrassing as fuck like big burr and then, like, a couple days ago, I think two days ago, somebody else, I don't really know who this man is, Ned, or Try Guys, I don't really know what the fuck is going on, but somebody else really big also released a statement, like, oh, you know, like, I, you know, unfortunately had a consensual work relationship, and, you know, I did cheat on my wife, and the thing about this that really is so crazy is that in both of these situations, they, the wives were either pregnant with their child or had babies, like small, small children under the age of three. How are you already cheating? Like you just got into this relationship, like this is so fucked up. And I'm not saying that, oh, if you're with somebody longer, you can cheat out, you know what I'm saying. Shut the fuck up, Bethany. But like, damn, like it just, it truly does make me i sleep good at night you know why because i know my man isn't cheating on me you know why because i don't have a man and it's just showing me further and further that like men can't be trusted and before any any guy listening to this podcast goes you know women cheat too yeah shut the fuck up let's bring up the stats i'm gonna find a statistic a bias statistic that helps my case but i can just say this right now with full confidence more men are lying, cheating scumbags than women. I'm just going to put it out there. And even if that's not true, I don't really care because that's the way that I perceive men to be. And, you know, I just can't even imagine carrying someone's child and they cheat on me. Are you fucking about to shove that hanger up there? Just kidding. 
<laughs> That's fucked though. And I will say that there's like the flip side to this is I feel really, really bad. As funny as the memes are about Adam Levine, the holy fuck you fuck you, the body of yours is absurd. I'd do anything. Um, it is pretty funny. But I will say on the flip side, I don't know how to say Adam Levine's wife's name, which is really depressing because to be honest, she's the victim in all this. Um, I'm not going to butcher it, but she's a queen and she deserves a lot more. And oh my God, I forgot Emily Rada got cheated on. And then Adam Levine's wife and the Try Guy. I don't know that woman and just so many people. And these are just, we only give a shit about of all of this because they're famous, but this happens obviously like day to day. Anyway, the point I was trying to make was that I do feel really bad for the victims in this situation, aka the wives, because a lot of people will say, oh my God, like, you know, she's going to take him back, like whatever, whatever, like that's so lame. Um, she's going to let it slide, let it slide. And I've been seeing that a lot in the comments too. They're like, oh, I bet she's going to take him back. It's like, she is carrying his child. What do you want her to do? And then she, on top of that, she already has other kids with him. And I think we need to change the rhetoric of like, as soon as someone does something dirty to you, you have to drop kick them and move on. And you know what? It's a personal decision. I think there's so many factors that go into it. If that's what you want to do and you want to kick him to the curb and then go, that's cool. But if you want to stay and work through the problems, that's cool too. And I think that the narrative is like, oh, it's so black and white, right? Like, and then if you stay, you're seemed as weak. But to be honest, like, I think you are a really strong person if you can work through those issues. Like, I don't see a problem with someone staying with someone. Again, this is so circumstantial, right? Like, if this is someone that is a consistent cheater, like Tristan Thompson, Chloe, you are the fool. You know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on... I don't know what the saying is, you know, but it doesn't matter because Tristan Thompson is a serial cheater, like a serial cheater. And at that point, that person will never change. But I think if it's, you know, someone that, you know, it was a one off situation or like they had a one mistress or whatever. And they're like, oh, my God, it was so dumb. Like, you're the only one I want. Like, let's just work through this. Let's work through this. That's a personal decision, and I, I don't think you should be clowned for that. Chloe should 100% be clowned and thrashed and thwarted for all of her. Like, you need to leave him. At this point, she's not a victim anymore. She's the problem. Because people like him are never going to change, so, like, why, why are you expecting him to change? I feel like Chloe is such a a nurturer but almost in such a toxic way because she's like oh, i can fix him like i can fix him like all those memes like chloe is the root of all of it truly because she is that bitch that's like oh but i can fix him i can fix him you can't even fix yourself girl you can't even look the same <laughs> you've changed five looks in the last two years shut the fuck up you don't even know who you are how are you gonna fix somebody else the hell anyway totally got sidetracked but it's just really unfortunate because everything is out on public display and you know everybody's clowning adam which you know they should but at the same time i do feel for his wife just because she wants to move past it and she wants to like go to therapy and figure this out and like do what's best for her and her kids and i i would feel really shitty if i was in her position because everyone is clowning your husband so it puts you in a weird position i think
And honestly, it got me thinking, like, what would I do if I was in that situation? Like, would I go? Would I stay? And I think if I, like, well, it, it is circumstantial. But you know what I can say? Because <laughs> we won't know in the future, but I can talk about what has already happened. Look, am I proud of it? I don't know. When I got cheated on, I... <laughs> um. He left like some of his clothes like at my house and I didn't want to fucking see them anymore So I was like fuck this and I had my friend um, I was like hey like you need to drop his stuff off and you need to get my shit from him And she was like okay and true story I literally was like wait 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 before you go I took his all of his clothes and I like spread them out in the backseat of her trunk and I pulled out my perfume bottle This was the Kim Kardashian Gardenia Rose and I dumped the entire fucking I dumped the entire fucking bottle on all of his shit just so he would smell it and get so overwhelmed and his nostrils would be like saturated and permeated by my stench. And so I just dumped it on there and I was like, okay, now you can give it to him. And she was like, Arthi, the whole drive over, the whole drive over, I could not, like I was, it was, it was invading my entire notch. I couldn't breathe. Like it was toxic fumes of gardenia rose throughout my car. And you know, she did give it back to him. And honestly, do I feel like a bad bitch a little bit, but honestly, I feel a little bit embarrassed, a little bit corn corn <laughs> because uh, I didn't know this at the time, but the girl he cheated on me with, he actually ended up dating. So what I thought was, she was gonna drop it off and he was gonna you know, open the door and take the clothes and close the door and he would instantly, his whole entire apartment would be wafted and the scent would be everywhere and he couldn't get me out of his head. No, this is probably what happened. Probably opened the door, got the clothes, saw that I, it reeked of my perfume, instantly calculated and was like, okay, she obviously dumped the entire bottle of perfume. She's a fucking loser. She needs to grow up. This immature little bitch probably laughed with his girlfriend. His girlfriend probably took my clothes out of the bag and dumped it in the fucking goddamn washing machine and put that shit on hot. That's probably what happened. <laughs> and you know, this is a problem about me. I am cursed with knowledge. I am cursed with perception and self-awareness because what I thought was a bad bitch moment, as soon as my friend drove away, I was like, oh no, that, that was a moment of, of weakness and this is gonna be perceived as me being an immature little cunt. And, and honestly, that's fine because at the end of the day, I'm the one that got cheated on and all of my reactions are warranted. So he can go fuck himself, honestly. And I hope he cried a little bit. I hope he smelled that gardenia rose and was like, God damn, man child. Oh, also, I guess we should address the elephant in the room. There's been a hurricane. There's a hurricane. Charlie, wait, what's that movie where there's like a tornado? Oh, oh, Dorothy, Wizard of Oz. Okay, never mind. Um, yeah, so there's been a hurricane, and it is so funny to see the way that Floridians react, just because Floridians are a different breed of people, and truly, if you know, you know. Like, I am a real Florida bitch born and raised and I hope I don't die here because that would be meaningless my life would be worth literally nothing if I was born here in Orlando Orlando Arnold Palmer Hospital on August 7th 1999 time of day mom doesn't know um yeah my life would be worth nothing if I died here so um yeah so it's just really interesting to see how everybody's reacting to this hurricane unfortunately it has hit really hard in certain areas but other areas you know we're just vibing we're just chilling and 
so funny because both of the days that the hurricane has hit, my parents were like, oh, we're going to go on our walk. And I was like, what are, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, we have to go on our walk. We go on our daily walk. I was like, what are you, what is happening right now? So, you know, Florida is a simulation. And I think that the way that everybody perceives Florida that is not from Florida is like so accurate and so true. Like things are not real here. And I think everybody started to truly realize that when COVID hit, but I was like, no babes, we've been this crazy all of the time, all of the time. Simulation, come to Florida. You'll see it here. Last night though, was so crazy because it was like torrential rain the wind speed was so high and so things are just flailing and kicking against my window and my bed is right next to the window and they always say oh like don't sleep next to a window during a hurricane sleep in a closet bitch i would rather die i would rather get mauled by a tree that breaks into my window than sleep in a goddamn closet because bitch needs a fan I'm not going to sleep without a fan, and I'll be damned if I'm sleeping in a closet with no ventilation. Anyway, so I was sleeping in my bed, and, you know, the wind was winding, and it felt like my windshield, I'm dead, my window was about to break, and I could not stand it anymore, and I was like, god damn it, like, I've been trying for at least two hours, and I was like, this is not cutting it, it's already like 2 a.m., I gotta wake up and get some work done. So I was like, okay, well, what does any reasonable person do? I grabbed my bottle of NyQuil and I started chugging and I chugged a bunch of NyQuil and I was just waiting for it to kick in and it slowly starts kicking in and I was like, oh, thank God, this is the stuff. And <laughs> cue the NyQuil addiction. Um, so I was sleeping in my bed and I was like, all right, this is the good stuff. Like I'm starting to feel a little drowsy, a little bit of this, a little bit of schmur. And so I was like, okay. And then I, I just couldn't. Because it was like, I literally could not sleep. It was horrible. And so I was like, all right, fuck this. Like, I'm going to a different room. And so I pick my shit up and I go and I go into the guest room. And I set up shop in the guest bedroom and I was like, I'll be damned. And this room is better because the window's on the other side of the bedroom. And so the way that the bed is set up, it's just facing a wall. And so I'm sleeping there and I was like, all right, like, I'm getting really drowsy. I'm getting really tired wrong like it was it was so it was so frustrating because at every turn no matter where i went in this goddamn house it seemed like there was always going to be the rattling of the window the shaking of the house i was like my god i'm never gonna sleep and so i was like okay well i guess i have to chug more nyquil and i was like no no no. let me just go back to the original room because i like my room i have three mattress toppers if you think i'm lying you need to come over don't come over i have three mattress toppers on my bed this shit is a cloud and so i was like nothing will be better than my bed if i'm gonna be uncomfortable if there's gonna be loud noise i might as well do it on my three mattress toppers and my microfiber pillow if you know me you know i can't travel anywhere without that pillow i don't give a fuck where i am i'm bringing my microfiber pillow so i come back to my bed and i was like okay this is the oasis i gotta chill here and couldn't take it so i run back to that room i run back to this room throughout this night i'm running back forth back forth back forth trying to figure out which room is more comfortable and eventually i'm not even tired anymore from the nyquil because my heart rate is so fast from running back and forth throughout the rooms that i was like oh my god i'm not even tired anymore and so basically i just stayed up all night tossing and turning worst part about all of this is that when the alarm went off, which I was already awake, by the way, and I turned it off, I was like, well, shit, there's no coffee open because everything is closed because it's a fucking hurricane. That was 
so traumatizing. Honestly, I was so upset because I got nothing from it. I got, I, I, I drank Night Goal for no reason, didn't fall asleep. I ran back and forth. I increased my heart. I was doing cardio at 4 a.m. for no reason. All for what? To stay up and then not get coffee in the morning. And I'm not like a coffee person. So there's no reason for me to keep that shit in my house. So I was just suffering. I was tired all day. But you know what? I, I did the day. And you know, now I'm recording this episode. So it's truly the duality of a woman. And if someone tells you you can't do it all, you tell them, bitch, Arthi did it. So I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but that means you can do literally anything. Okay, wait, let's circle back to my favorite subject, me. Um, There are a lot of things that I really want to share on the pod, but I can't due to legal, personal, and professional reasons. And I think that really sucks. I feel like I'm being censored, filtered, and all the things, but in the spirit of keeping my sanity, my dignity, and my job, maybe I should shut the fuck up. But just know, one day if I ever get famous enough where I don't have to work and I'm not fighting any legal battles, I will have a tell-all. And it will be the juiciest thing that anyone has ever heard in their life. But anyway, I did want to talk about the one-year anniversary a little bit more because I feel like I glazed over that. But truly, like, going back to my first episode, right? Like, I released Be Your Own Soulmate and I went on this date by myself and had a really good time and that was just kind of like the start of me finding myself and that was like me kind of commemorating and celebrating the fact that I was single and now looking back on it a year later it's like whoa this is the longest I've ever been single what did we learn what's going on we love a good reflection moment I feel like we do this all the time what have I learned well men are cheaters and liars no I'm kidding well not really but I found the comfort in myself truly like I thought it was so weird to take myself like on a date I was like oh like this is weird I ended up taking myself on many many days after that and truly like I just love to do things by myself maybe I enjoyed a little bit too much and I kind of become a little bit recluse but honestly like I balance it really well I have so much time that I spend with others and being an extrovert that you know, the couple off days where I don't want to hang out and I don't want to go out with people, it's like, fine. Um, I went on one date in the last year, and um, <laughs> yeah, only one, but it's the only one I wanted to go on and the only one I needed to go on because that just taught me that I'm not ready, and I think that's okay. And a year later, I still don't think I'm ready, and that's okay too. I think. I'm not really, it's, what does my friend say? Slim pickings out here. And honestly, I'm convinced that everybody good is already in a relationship, so I'm just gonna have to sit here and patiently wait for my turn for everybody to break up. And honestly, it's breakup season. It's cuffing season and it's breakup season. Like, I think we're coming out of breakup season. The summer rolls around, everybody breaks up, the winter comes around, everybody's cuffed up. So I'll just wait my turn to get snatched up, but I'm in no rush. I think some of the other things I talked about on there is like truly just, you know, not just enjoying my time by myself and being okay with being single, but just truly loving myself because not sure if I mentioned it on that pod, but one of the 
greatest things about breaking up with someone is that you get to come home to yourself. Like, what have you been missing? What did you need that you weren't getting in the relationship? And I think through lots of, you know, reflection and lots of, like, thinking and stuff, like, I've been able to realize that there was a lot that I needed in a relationship that I didn't get. And not because the other person needed to give it to me, but because I wasn't giving myself what I needed. And now that I've recognized this, I think that makes me happy and that makes me believe in myself that I could truly be a really good partner to somebody one day. And I think just building on that and just, you know, making sure that I'm always being listened to, being heard, like, what are my needs? What do I need? And for myself, I need to fulfill them myself and not look outward or externally for other people to fill those voids for me. And... I think I'm doing a really damn good job. Honestly, I think I might be doing a little bit too much of a good job because sometimes I think about it and I'm like, damn, I'm never going to find somebody that treats me as good as I treat myself. <laughs> and that's the motherfucking tea. But truly, in this year of reflection, like, I've just become way more comfortable with myself. And obviously, everything I say about myself is a projection and advice to everybody listening to my podcast like be comfortable with yourself like do the things that you want to do for yourself and don't expect somebody to come in your life and solve your problems for you little or small little or small that's literally the same thing big or small be your own man and be your own woman be your own they them I don't give a fuck but like I think being self-reliant and not looking for someone else to fill your voids is so 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 important because then you place unreasonable expectations or not even unreasonable but just expectations in general and we all have different things to bring to the table so maybe placing those expectations up front is important but placing too much doesn't leave much room for growth because you might not know it at the time but maybe somebody that comes into your life fills in different areas of your life that you didn't know you needed and if you have this upfront checklist oh, well, you didn't check this box, like, next, you might be missing out on something that maybe you needed, but you didn't know. I truly feel like none of that made sense. I feel like I'm just talking to talk at this point. Also, something I realized is that I've been holding the microphone backwards this whole time, and that's why it's been sounding so muffled. I don't do, I probably should, I didn't do, like, an audio check before I started this podcast. I just started hitting record. Um, I'm gonna flip the mic, watch. It is so much clearer on this side, I think. I don't know. I'm going to have to listen to this back. But I'm so sorry for my incompetence. I should seriously do an audio check before I proceed to record the entire episode. Wait, 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 wait. Sharp, 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 right. Okay. We need to discuss my time at Florida State University. I went back to my alma mater, Go Knowles, Florida State University, this past weekend. And I finally like enjoyed a football game and this is monumental because if you know me you know i don't give one shit or two about sports football like nothing and i think that was mainly because our school sucked dick like in the last like five years they were literally horrible and they would lose against even no-name colleges but now we're undefeated so it was so much fun to go to the game and like give a shit about a team that's actually good it was so hype and honestly we were a little bit too good and it was it was overkill honestly so i left anyway but i just have to say that now i am the biggest football girly 
<laughs> laughing as I say this because I am a fake fan, but I give a shit now because my team is good and now I'm like, okay, like I get it. I understand why people are like, woo, go sports. But at the same time, I tapped out after the first quarter. I was like, all right, we need to get the fuck out of here because I just couldn't give a shit for that long. But in those 20 minutes, I gave a many shit. I was shitting it. I was diarrhea in those 20 minutes. Oh my God. And honestly, one of the best and worst parts of it was that the people that we were sitting next to, because we were in the student section, I guess these kids are like freshmen, like they're they're in the middle of fraternity rushing currently. And they're like, yeah, bro, like women are so easy, man. Women are so easy. And I'm looking around at them and I'm like, then why don't you have one woman in your whole group? Why is this a fucking dick fest? Why, like you obviously pull zero women and now you want to come over here like, oh, women are so easy, man. Like shut the fuck up. Brad, you look disgusting. Your hair is a mess. Your eyes can't even focus on one thing. You're frothing at the mouth. Like, you're disgusting. And the shit that they were saying was just fucking hilarious. And I was like, this is typical freshman energy. Like, you think you're so hot shit. And the crazy part was that the frat that they were talking about, they're like, yeah, I feel like I basically secured a bid. Like, I feel like I got it, man. It was like for the shittiest frat, like the shittiest frat at FSU so I was like well no shit I could rush dressed up as a man and get into that same frat too like that is not an accomplishment you should be embarrassed and it's just so funny because like the types of people that you'll meet at FSU is like it's they're either extremely like self-absorbed well everyone there is self-absorbed actually but yeah, that's it. Everyone there is self-absorbed. But it's just really funny to see, like, the different kinds of people and the different kinds of conversations that occur, especially at a football game. Like, why are we talking about this? We're literally at a game. So, like, talk about football. Oh, also, as an update, I went to FSU back-to-back weekends, but remember last week or whatever the fuck I recorded, when those two guys were like, oh, like, you look like my ex. Update on that. I did get a lot of really weird backhanded compliments that I'm like, okay, what do you want me to do with this? Um, because the men there have zero game and literally can't flirt with a woman for their fucking life. And so my favorites, so top two favorites from last weekend. The first, we were at, um, we were tailgating. And so we were at this frat house and this guy, um, I guess he was Indian, I guess, and came up to me and he was like, oh, like, you know, I don't even remember what he said, but he was like, oh, like, you're really cool, whatever, whatever, like, I like your tattoos, and I was like, you don't even know who I am, don't call me cool, like, I could be the craziest bitch, which I am, and he's like, oh, like, are you in a sorority, and I was like, no, I'm not, and he's like, that is so cool that you're not in one, you know, you're a G, and I was like, I'm a what? That sounds like a slur, like, what, excuse me, and I was like, what, and he was like, Eugene. And I was like, I don't know what you're saying right now. You need to speak English or I'm going to throw my drink in your fucking face. And he's like, oh, it means you're goddamn independent. I almost lost my goddamn mind. I was like, what the, what the fuck? Like, okay, because I'm not in Greek life, I'm, oh, she's an independent woman. Like, she's so cool because she's not paying for her friends. Like, do you realize that that's a backhanded compliment? Just say you like my vibe and move on. Like, why do you have to say that, oh, you're so cool because you're not in Greek life? Like, what does that mean? Does that mean that the the notion of the stereotype is that if you're not in Greek life, you aren't cool, but I'm the exception? Like, that is so weird. And that's the one thing I really don't miss about my college is that it was very much like 
either you're in or you're out. Like you're either really, you know, it was all about Greek life, to be honest. Um, so that was a really weird backhanded compliment. And then another one was when I was at the bar after the game and I was, I went to the restroom and I was coming back and I was meeting up with my friends and this guy like grazed my arm as I walked past. So obviously I whipped it around and was like, what the fuck? And he's like, hey, and I was like, hi. And he's like, I just wanted to say that I like your tattoos. And I was like, okay, cool, thanks. If I had a dollar for every single time someone at my college was like, oh, I like your tattoos, I like your tattoos. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Anyway, I was like, oh, cool, thanks. Like, I'm gonna go back to my friends. And he's like, he was like, oh, and I was like, what? And he was like muttering. And I was like, what the fuck are you saying? Speak up. I hate, I hate a mumbling motherfucker, to be honest. If you're gonna say something, fucking say it with your chest or shut the fuck up. And he's like, I said, I like your face. Uh, I'm sorry. If this is what it's come to, I'm never gonna find someone. And I'm okay with that because bitch don't need nobody because that was horrible. I like your face. Whatever happened to hello? How are you doing? You are beautiful. What, what? I like your face. It's like you didn't even try. You did. You literally did the bare minimum. How could you expect something from that? And I laughed in his face and I was like, huh, okay. And then I left. I don't understand how someone is supposed to respond to this. The flirting is abysmal these days. Take me back to the ages. I can't do this anymore. Truly, I actually don't even want to continue recording this episode because I have nothing to say. Look, I've had a blast. Thanks for tuning in. And thanks for listening for the past year because I've been saying a whole lot of nothing. And truly, when I come on here, I verbal diarrhea everywhere and y'all are slopping that shit up. That's y'all. Anyway, thanks for hanging. Thanks for laughing hopefully with me and not at me but if it's at me it's justified probably and i hope you guys have a great week and i'll talk to you guys later bye